Hey, guess who's back? Me. You know me, Brett Witterbull, and it is great to be with you here, ladies and gentlemen. It is fantastic to be with you. I am so happy uh, to be back in the Queen City, spending time with the smartest audience in all of talk radio, and I'm not, I'm not just gussying it. I'm not just doing that. I'm, I'm being straight up 100%. Uh, honest about this. Uh, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to Chad Adams for sitting in for us uh, last week. It was um, it was a phenomenal uh, job that he did. I had I had rave reviews coming uh, my way from him uh, uh, filling in. It was a real pleasure. Uh, it, it it was a uh, it was a great trip that I took with my kids and uh, my, my wife, Sherry. Um, more on that uh, l- later on. But I want you to understand something, and we have got to put this in focus right now. I know we're getting ready for New Year's, and and I hope you all had a very merry, blessed Christmas. I certainly did. Um, so wonderful to to spend time with family and catch up with people uh, on the phones, etc. But let me let me start with this because we are now fully ensconced in the uh, political campaign. Right. And it's 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 that it's that clear. It's that simple. We are fully ensconced in the political campaign and we have 315 days until Election Day, including Election Day, 315 days. I do believe and I have no doubt about this. I do believe that we are in the battle for our um, for our soul. And I'm not saying that as, a, you know, a, a, a cheesy talk show host who's going to tell you that we're all going to die, the panicky loudmouth, any of that sort of stuff. But I do believe that what we have seen take place um, it, it indicates to me that this is not just a political fight. This is not just a political debate that's taking place. And you know, I, I have been a level-headed guy for a long time. I have never been the, uh, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to have a, uh, we got to have a, a civil war. We got to go take out the bad guys. We got to do, I've never said that. And I would never say that uh, in any way, shape or form. But let me tell you something here. Uh, th- this, what you saw take place in New York City yesterday with the Hamas supporters saying that Christmas is canceled. And, and, and all the activity that you saw take place around the Christian Holy Day, uh, the, really only, only right on par with Easter, um, these are people who are scrimmaging. Now, I don't know if we got any sports fans in this audience. I assume we do. I don't know if there are any Panthers fans. I'm certainly no longer a Cowboy fan this week uh, because they're atrocious. But, but you're seeing scrimmages. You're seeing the scrimmages on the streets of our cities in this country. And I was at a place where I saw cops, I saw military police who were uh, guarding uh, different locations in the city I was in, and they were committed to protecting the citizens of the country. What we're seeing take place in Chicago, in New York at the border. This is a scrimmage. You're seeing the scrimmages. This is what they have planned when the election goes the way it's going to go. Uh, the, The left, much like the other radicals, will tell you what they intend to do to you. And and I don't mean specifically on an individual basis. I mean they they telegraph what they intend to do to your country. Christmas is canceled. That was the chant 
in New York City yesterday. Bloodied nativity scenes. That was on the streets of New York City yesterday. And then they started fighting the cops. This is a disordered society. We, we are plagued by disorder. And, and as I was coming back home on a, on a very long flight, I was, on a, I was in a plane for uh, 10 hours coming back to, uh, to, to Charlotte. Really, when you add it all up, it was probably more like 11 hours because I had the godforsaken reality of having to land in Philadelphia. Um, what a disaster that airport is. It is disgusting. It is awful. I, I've been to Philadelphia exactly three times. This last time was the last one. The, the bathrooms in the, in, the, uh, in the airport were like penitentiary bathrooms. I mean, it was, it was really shocking and disgusting to see what I saw. And you have to understand that this is, this is about demoralizing the American people into not going for a higher standard. They want you to be demoralized. And so every time they try to demoralize you, you need to recommit to the fight in front of us. We have tremendous allies around the world. And we have a horrifying news media here in the United States that broadcasts out to the rest of the world. I spent a week in, in Roman environs with my wife and my kids. The garbage that is pumped out on CNN International and Al Jazeera is disgusting. It's disgusting. All they care about is getting Donald Trump thrown from the ballot and uh, climate change. That is the sum total of it. We are putting more information pollution out into the culture that I could ever even imagine. So it's up to us to take the fight right here in the United States and to persuade and to demand and to be aware. When you see these, um, these riots, mini riots, in these cities, this is the scrimmage for 2024. They're going to do it because they're not going to be able to accept the results. And, 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 oh, by the way, while we're at it, the latest polls from Joseph Robinette Biden on the economy, 66% of the people in this country say that they are worse off than they were three years ago. By my count, three years ago was COVID. It's worse than that. A lot to think about. I mean, it's not technically the boys are back in town because I'm just solo here today. Well, I got Tommy there, and, and, and I got David Hewitt on traffic. Yeah, Anna Erickson back. on the news. Uh, it's good to be uh, back in the seat today. All right, let's dive into some of the stuff that has been happening here. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do like, hey, I'm gonna go back to a week ago and talk about the stuff that we all know what's going on here. We know what's happening here, but I want to talk about a couple of things that have just absolutely got me. Got me sideways. I read a story, and I couldn't believe it was true. I really couldn't believe it was true, but it was. I read a story that Joe Biden, this is over the weekend, Joe Biden and fake Jake Sullivan and Tony the Blink Blinken 
and uh, Millie, uh, White Rage Millie, uh, and all those guys. Do you know that they, did you, I mean, if you knew about this already, please forgive me, but I have not opined about it. They thought they could cover up the China spy balloon. What kind of dolts are doing that? They thought they could cover up the China spy balloon. Oh, I mean, they've got this great, important uh, uh, Courtney Cube. And uh, who's the other one? Uh, oh, oh, Carol Lee Lee over at uh, Messy NBC. Ms. NBC. Sorry, I want to be accurate. Uh, they, they, they uncovered the reality that, that they were trying to cover up the, the thing that flew over us that we all saw. How do you do that? I'm dead serious. 704-570-1110. How do you do that? How dumb are you to do that? To try to think that you're going to be able to say, well, it's nothing to, be, nothing to, nothing to see here. It's, uh, it's just a balloon. Uh, it's one of the 99 Luft balloons by uh, Nina. By Nina. That's what that is. Uh, nothing, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, really, it's really not something anybody ought to be caring about. That is insanity. And the fact that Ms. NBC is, is, is publishing this, I mean, the idea that Biden, I, I mean, it was bad enough last week when I read that Biden was allowing illegals to buy guns, which he is. And they're not doing background checks, apparently. Uh, but they got the right to keep and bear arms. But the idea, the idea that they would try to cover up the spy balloon is, I, I mean, it's the height, it's the height and the width of of, of, of stupidity. I mean, back in June of 2023, Biden on the Chinese spy balloon, it was more embarrassing for the Chinese than it was for us. The secret effort to track, hide, and surveil the Chinese spy balloon. Now, do you remember, and I'm not trying to rehash old, old memories, but do you remember what they said? Anybody remember what they said when they wanted to shoot the spy balloon down. Do you, do you remember what it was, Tommy? Do you remember why they could not shoot the spy balloon down? They could not shoot the spy balloon down because it was the size of two, was it two uh, Greyhound buses? And if we shot it down out in the hinterlands of America, uh, we, we, we would, we would uh, uh, potentially endanger people. Really? Uh, so are we to believe that if the, uh, if the Soviets, yes, and I'm using that term, if the Soviets, if the Chicoms, if the North Koreans, if the Norks, uh, the Iranians, if they send a missile uh, towards the United States, are we going to like not knock it out of the sky because it might do some damage on the ground? The spy balloon exposed an increasingly brazen China's competitive advances miles above the earth and brought the most critical relationship in the world to one of its lowest point. In recent history, not not for the Chinese. That was a big triumph for for Americans. A terrible failure, terrible failure. Nearly a year later, U.S. relations with China have not fully recovered. And officials from the two nations have apparently not discussed the incident in detail. Uh, Why would China want to talk to you? Why would maybe they did talk to Biden? He just doesn't remember. That's very possible. So there's a character in this story. Um, Millie is involved with this and a, and a character by the name of Van Herc. 
I mean, what a great name. That, that to me, sounds like something out of a movie. Tommy, get Van Herc on the line. Glenn. General Glenn Van Herc. And it's, I mean, he spells it like he means it. Van, V-A-N, H-E-R-C-K. He doesn't need that C-K in there. That C-K is just for an extra like that. He could have just been Van Herc, like a soft K with umlauts. The Air Force commander in charge of defending American airspace from a foreign intrusion called President Joe Biden's top military advisor, White Rage Millie. U.S. intel officials had just been notified that the general, that for roughly 10 days, they'd been tracking the uh, spy balloon. 10 days. Had 10-day lead time. 10 10 days. Van Herc warns that the Chinese balloon program remains active. And the U.S. has failed to develop the systems it needs to detect high-altitude spy balloons before they pose a threat. What, what's, the, what's the possible threat? Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and his loyal sidekick, Hunter, um, they, they got 10% for the big guy, according to Jimmy Comer Company. But Van Herc added the U.S. military, the U.S. intelligence agencies, and American allies still need to develop faster ways to share information. What are you doing, man? What are you doing, Van Herc? Van Herc, you are Van out of time. What is wrong with you, Van Herc? And I'm not trying to be rude to a man. I'm sure he's a perfectly wonderful human being. And he certainly enjoys a, you know, a, a, a gathering with his family on the holiday. Doesn't want to have to get all jacked up by a talk show host in Charlotte. But my Lord, Van Herc, what are we doing? Van Herc gave an exclusive interview with NBC News. In other words, he leaked out the stuff that Biden told him to leak out. Uh, I think that opened the eyes of a lot of people. Van Herc added that the United States military, U.S. intelligence agencies, and American allies still need to develop faster ways to share information. I mean, like faster than an Internet connection or a phone, a phone call. Uh, what does that mean? How does that work? Please, Van Herc, help me. Van Herc, I mean... How, how, how do we do this? Time is the, like, this is like perfect DC speak. Time is the opportunity to create deterrence options or, if required, defeat options, he said, adding that the U.S. is still, quote, not where we want to be. Uh, okay, so let's try this. Let's try this. Let, let's, let's take a page from Van Herc. Uh, no, I don't know if his cousin was Eddie Van Herc. I, I, I don't know that. I, don't, don't ask me that question. That's an odd question. So Van Herc says that we got to like get on the good foot so that we can protect our country. How long we've we been at this war on terror thing? Anybody, can anybody tell me how long we've been at this war on terror? Thing? I, I can actually do the math. It's pretty easy because it's 2023. And we've been at this since 2001. So like 22 years. But we still don't have actionable skill sets to deter a spy balloon from coming to the United States. Remember uh, Hainan Island. Many of you may not remember this. You're very young. But back in 2001, pre-9-11, you had an EP-3 aircraft slam into one of... uh, 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 You had a Chicom plane slam into an EP-3 aircraft that was flying over uh, right around Hainan Island, and they crashed our our plane for all intents and purposes. They forced it down on the island, and uh, George W. Bush had to, you know, basically make entreaties to go and get the American crew back. 
So the Chaikovs have been at this for like a super long time. I mean, we could go back 70 years. The Chaikovs uh, attempted to take over uh, South Korea. They, they almost succeeded. But we still don't have the things in place. What is that phrase? Tommy, open that mic. What is that phrase that I say all the time? The, the system f- fails? The system the fails? system failed. It's been a minute since you've been gone, but I think I knew I would remember. The system failed. The system always fails. It just always fails. 9-11, system failed. Mortgage meltdown. Uh, Bernie, uh, uh, Barney Frank, my boy Lollipop, system failed. I mean, it's the system failed. Black Hawk Down, system failed. Everything system failed. Everything system failed. Well, who's running the system? Well, you know, the common thread to all this is, I mean, it's really true when you think about it, but for the time in which Joe Biden was selling his office uh, and, and, and Donald Trump was in office and he was not able to, you know, really get any action going over there at UPenn, um, Joe Biden is the through line for all of this. Like, you go back to 1972 when he supposedly kicked it with uh, Golda Meir as a young guy who wasn't even a senator yet. Remember he tells that story? Uh, what, what, do we, what do we got going on here? How, how does this work? Somebody's got to tell me. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I got a note from somebody who said, uh, why are you in today? Because I wanted to get right into this, man. I wanted to be a part of this. This is uh, an awesome, awesome day. You know, today is the commemoration of the first martyr uh, when it comes to uh, Christianity. Uh, St. Stephen, right? Boxing Day, St. Stephen's Day. Um, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, a huge thing, and that is uh, sort of like the wellspring uh, of what it is that we we are uh, we are celebrating in this second day of the twelve days of Christmas, which is hugely important. Also, great note from Don, good friend Don says, "Do you think we can finish the technology of being able to find and track spy balloons if we only had that remaining ten percent the big guy took?" Uh, no, no, because there is uh, many many of you are old enough to remember the 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 see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Um, and it's interesting because I am going to talk about the border stuff that's going on. I'm going to take Jim here in a second. But, but you know, being, uh, being somebody who grew up on the border in, in West Texas, I, I got to tell you something. Why is, if the border is secure, according to Mayorkas, why is he going to Mexico to talk to uh, AMLO uh, about securing the border? I, I cannot, for the life of me, figure this out. Now, I know we have had... Uh, 750,000 migrants crossed the border in the last year. 750,000 migrants. But the border's secure. Secure for who? Secure for who? Let's go out and talk to Jim. Jim, welcome to the program. Yes, hello. Welcome hello, back. Jim. Merry, Merry Christmas, and uh, 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 good to have you on. Yes, we absolutely did have a very Merry Christmas. We skipped the, the light fantastic, i will got to tell you. Really? So That's awesome. Yes. They, uh, um, 
But, uh, yeah, this has got to be the greatest, the biggest uh, case of denial in all of human history. Um, they're continuing to say that the, our border is secure, and uh, the evidence is just so overwhelming on every network, even their own. Uh, I was watching another show, and um, the CNN reporter uh, was having a hard time splitting the hairs on how to report what was actually happening, but serve his master at the same time. And he inadvertently said, and today we had 12,000 undocumented Americans cross over into what? the what? border. What? Undocumented today. Americans? So, that's, that's interesting. Yes, that's what they're calling them now. That's the vernacular that they're using to, to try to explain. Because the, since they're Americans, the border isn't out of control because they're already Americans. Uh, and okay, now hold on. Into America, don't you see? Now, now wait a minute. So, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Let's take a dive into this, Jim, for a quick second. You have a president who fancies himself to be a king, I think. You have a president in Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., a.k.a. 10% for the big guy, who I guess can confer citizenship uh, at will uh, by, by, by saying, you know, you, you are now Americans. That's, that's incredible. Right. Um, one of the biggest... Uh things that persuades these people to come here, the biggest incentive to get here yes. is once you have that I-94 work permit, yep. obviously they also they give you a phone too, and they give you a bus ticket and a blanket as soon yeah. as they process you. But the I-94 work ticket is everything. They, uh, the, um, uh, it's all, all down the line, all the way back to their hometowns in the grapevine. Get there and get that I-94. That allows you to the ability to, to make money and to make it uh, in an itinerant fashion. You don't have to have it on a legitimate payroll. You, know, you can get paid cash under the table, and you can, but you have to have that I-94 to, to be able to, uh, get, you know, to cross over and to stay in uh-huh. and to uh, be here working every day. So... Uh, that to them, that is their meal ticket, and they are supposed to be eternally grateful to him for that. So he is trying to act as their overlord, their savior, and okay, he but, is but, positioning but, himself. But still, why would we have uh, Ali Mayorkas going to Mexico to meet with AMLO? Like, why? If the border is secure, he says it's secure. He says it constantly. Um, why would he go and meet with the Mexicans? Just the window dressing, just to put something up. If anybody says anything, he says, oh, well, we just went and met with this guy. So, you know, anything you say doesn't matter because oh, okay. we've already okay. put our... Okay, so you're our, saying he's going to declare success. Forward. He's going to declare victory and success, uh, meeting with AMLO. We've, we've got, we have totally secured the border. It's all good. Yeah, and, just it, the fact that this great man, Mayorkas, went there, went to Mexico and yeah. spoke a few words. That's going to solve the whole problem. Of course, that's his mindset. He's, you know, he's delegating his greatest paladin to go to go to solve the problem, and it is done as far as he's concerned. It's uh, the emperor's new clothes. He's, that's what it is. I think you're. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right. What did you want to say about uh, Laura Lynch passing away? Yeah, how about that? It's just so tragic and unexpected. Um, one of the. Um, Founding members of the Dixie Chicks, and well, they're uh, called the one Chicks thing, now. 
They're just the chicks now. They, they, well, they're not yeah, the there you go. So let's just hypothetically say maybe somebody from the band Antebellum uh, had, you know, had to be remembered for some reason. Uh -huh. What would we remember them as? As a member of what band? Well, I mean, that, that's a fair point. You know, one of the real tragedies here is, um, you know, once you get outside, you know this, driving out in the desert, and I, I've d driven in the desert a whole lot in my life. You know, once you get out there on those roads, um, it, it, it's really every man and woman for themselves, and people drive like maniacs, uh, and, and you end up getting in an accident like that. Uh, I guess it was somebody who was going the wrong way in the, uh, in the other lane and, 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 and ran into her. Um, but that's that's a really that horrible right? that's a horrible thing. But but at the same time, Jim, to go back to the issue of immigration, how many times have we seen the stories of the cartels driving the vans and the trucks loaded with like 15, 20 people having those kinds of accidents as well, taking out completely innocent people who were just trying to get home or get to work? Yeah, uh, my mom sat on a jury in the 70s for one of these cases. And in this case. The uh, um, coyotes were putting these people into a gasoline tanker truck, you know, one of the oh, big tanker God. trucks that fills oh, the wow. tanks. There would be 150 people crammed into this thing. They'd all be loaded into the top hatch, and they'd all have to stay in there for the entire trip. These people are inhuman, yep. and nothing matters to them but them, you know, getting, uh, getting paid for their, their uh, criminal enterprise. Because if they don't get paid, they are dead. And when you uh, working at that that level, that volume of a c uh, criminal profit, you got to get paid, and it's got to go straight to the big guy. That's up. That's yeah, man. I mean, there you go, Jim. Great call. I appreciate you, man. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll we'll talk again right. soon. I'm sure. I mean, that's look. <laughs> think about the language that gets used these days. How we have softened the language. The language now is human trafficking, human trafficking, people who are human being trafficked. This is slavery. This is slavery. And, and, and there are statutes on the federal books that you could prosecute somebody for enslaving people, for selling human beings, all that sort of stuff. But the diversity caucus, a.k.a. Hakeem Jeffries, Chuck Schumer, etc., do not, do not want to uh, prosecute people for slavery. They want to prosecute for human trafficking because it's, it's a softer, it's a softer sort of indenture. Yes, News Talk 1110-993-WBT, Brett Winterbull Show, 704-570-1110. Good to be with you. I, I was looking forward to uh, getting behind the microphone uh, all, all last week because there's so much stuff happening uh, around, around this crazy world that we're living in. And it's, it's not even like the divide is like politically based. It is politically impacted, I guess. But, but you just have... I want to try to be diplomatic when I say this. Okay, here we go. Here's, here's, here's how I'm going to explain it. When I went to Rome last summer with the WBT listeners, and, and they were an unbelievable group of people, we were acculturated to understand sort of the worldview of ancient Rome and how people that were not Roman were 
um, regarded as barbarians, okay? Now, that's not me saying. That's not Brett Witterbull. Don't, don't go march outside with a sign or something. I'm just saying that the culture of Imperial Rome uh, from 753 until 1483 or whatever it was, um, 753 BC all the way till 1483, uh, that, that, that was the worldview. And there was a very famous movie that was made in the late 1980s called Barbarians at the Gate, right? And so it's, it's all these images of people that want to destroy and not build. And it, it became readily apparent when, when I was walking this past uh, week and, and looking at some of the most incredible sites in Western civilization— and we have taken Western civilization so for granted. Are, are other cultures important? Absolutely. I'm not a supremacist by any stretch of the imagination, okay? I admire the great ancient cultures. I admire um, the, the, the cultures of sub-Saharan Africa. I, I admire the North African cultures. I admire the, 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 the uh, Southeast Asian and North Asian countries. Like the, the stuff, when you think about the United States of America, it's like 250 years old. It's a blip. That is like nothing. You, you know, the Colosseum in Rome existed for 500 years. They had gladiator fights and, and, and the killings of Christians and the killings of animals, right? 500 years the Colosseum stood there and, and, and it was a wash in blood. They estimate that 200,000 people were killed in the Colosseum in Rome. And that's a terrible thing. But the, the world view and the mindset of that back in that period, right, where, where, where you, you go from, from 64 A.D. all the way up, you know, to uh, to. The period of time in the late 400s, 500s, 200,000 people lost their lives in the Colosseum. And the lesson of that is this was a bloodthirsty culture. People took their kids. They, they, they at one time, at one time over the, over the case, over the course of about 21 days, they brought one hundred lions into the Colosseum and they were all massacred in fights with gladiators. I'm talking about like the, the big male lions, right? With the manes and all that kind of stuff. And so you look at that and you say, okay, but what, what is that culture? What does that mean? Well, it can be a lesson for the future. You don't want to have a dictator take over. You, you want to have freedom and liberty and all that sort of stuff. But the culture is the culture. The culture is the culture, and you hope to build on the culture and, 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 and have a better outcome than 200,000 people being killed in a, um, in a coliseum. But what we have now, and, and, and what was so tr treasured in Rome, was Roman citizenship. Because they couldn't, they couldn't kill you uh, but for uh, beheadings and things like that. The Romans... The Romans respected 
That's citizenship. American citizenship should mean something. I, I would never want to see it be like uh, the, the Romans and the barbarians and all that sort of stuff. But, man, it should mean something in our culture. The specialness of this constitutional republic. 704-570-1110, News Talk, 1110-993-WBT. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Talk 1110-993-WBT, Brett Witterbull Show. Good to be with you here today, and I'm so thrilled to spend this time uh, with you as well. Uh, you could join us on Twitter, at Winterbull Show. I will follow you back, but I will not follow you home. I'm sorry, I draw a line somewhere. It is uh, great to be with you on this, the 26th of, uh, of, of December, the day after Christmas, and I hope you had a, a wonderful, blessed uh, holiday. It's a, little, it's a little tough to be like kind of in the in the mode of the season with all the rain and stuff that's going on, but we do need it. And um, it appears, at least to me, that we are going to uh, be in this sort of pattern for, for a little bit. So, you know, at least we're not going to have drought, which uh, I think is a, a important uh, upside. Joe Biden is demanding that you report the economy the right way. OK, he's asking the press to do that. But he wants you in your private conversations and your talks and all that sort of stuff. He wants you to acknowledge that the economy is good. So here's what I'm doing. I am opening up three lines, only three lines for you to call me and tell me how good the economy is for you. I'm not being a wise guy. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm just really curious because I've been out of town for a couple of days. 704-570-1110. Biden is scolding the media over the way the economy is being handled. He says, you gotta, you got to start reporting it the right way. Doesn't he mean the left way? Anyways, um, hmm, the right way. President Biden chastised the media this weekend over its coverage of the economy as he grapples with lackluster approval ratings on the issue top of mind to most voters ahead of 2024. What's your outlook on the economy next year? A reporter asked the 81-year-old Saturday as he departed the White House to spend Christmas, of course, at Camp David. All good. Take a look. Start reporting it the right way. What does that mean? What does the right way mean? I mean, I remember, I, I, I remember uh, a song by Sublime. Uh, Tommy probably remembers it, too. You know, the wrong way. It was the wrong way. I mean, that maybe Biden's been listening to that. Maybe he's been chilling with Hunter with the headset on and, and he's sitting there and he's he's thinking about, you know, the wrong way by sublime. You know, you're, you're reporting it on the wrong way. All good. He shot back. Take a look. Start reporting it in the right way. Since taking office, Joe Biden has been haunted by poor marks from voters on the economy. His current approval rating on the issue is 30 7.2%, while 59.7% of Americans disapprove of his economic stewardship. Anybody know what the number looks like with the migrants? I'll bet it's 100% approval. I'll bet it is. I'm, I'm willing to go out on that, on, that, on that ledge. Shortly after he became president, Biden 
presided over decades of high inflation, supply chain snarls, and other economic woes. While inflation has cooled, there's an upside. While the inflation has cooled, um, there are still some challenges. Wages and incomes have yet to catch up with price increases, leaving the president stuck in neutral with the electric. Have you gone out and bought cold medicine in, in like the last, I don't know, two, three months? Like, I'm not going to mention a brand, okay? But, like, let's be honest here. Once upon a time, before the administration decided to mess around with cold medicines, remember, they, they, they banned a bunch of cold medicines too, I guess. Um, like, what would a box of, like, what would a, a thing of NyQuil cost, right? It might cost, like, six bucks, five, six bucks. It's like $13 now. I, was, I happened to be in a store in the last couple of days, and I was in the, uh, in the pharmacy aisle, and I'm looking at, like, Mucinex is uh, $26. How did that happen? Now, he'll tell you that they're gouging. Big Pharma is gouging. They're not. Inflation is inflation. It erodes your ability to catch up. Nobody can beat it. And you know what's really weird about this guy? And, and, and you know, Mr. Big, the big guy. He has an inflation problem. He, he allowed the Fed to jack the rates so that you can't buy a house and you can't sell a house. So you've got this gridlock going on here, right? That's why I, listen, you want to sell your house, go to Mark Spain Real Estate, markspain.com. Um, he then went and wiped out, what was it? It's like $150 billion of student loan debt. What does he think is going to happen with that, with, 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 with that money? He just like, he just, you know, here we go. Herod, I got all the power. Um, that's inflationary. People are going to spend that money. And they're not spending on the money that they should based on the, uh, the setup with the, with the loans. It doesn't make any sense to me. So he wipes out all that debt. So now everybody gets all that money back. And now they're able to spend Which creates inflation. Massive, ugly, disgusting inflation. Green New Deal, how's your electric car going for you? Did you pay forty, fifty thousand dollars for the Green New Deal car? They can't move them on the lot. People can't afford them. But he was going to say, I command this economy to uh, handle. Uh, these sorts of uh, improvisations that I have come up with with Joe Manchin. For November, inflation came in at 3.1% for the previous 12 months, stubbornly higher than the 2% target figure set by the Fed. It's insane. It's wacko. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Winterbull Show, 704-570-1110 on Twitter, at Winterbull Show. Good to be with you. You know, I was talking to somebody uh, that I was catching up with as a result of, you know, the holidays and things like that. And they, they dropped knowledge on me that I didn't know about. 
And it's this. They said that back in the day, they had uh, COVID. They had, they, had, they had caught COVID. And that as a result, I don't know if it's like, it's, if it's a causality, but I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what this person said. They said that after COVID, when they were done with COVID, that they had a, a raft of new food allergies and sensitivities that just like manifested. Uh, can't eat chicken, can't eat turkey, can't, that, that they feel like they get uh, like a, a, anaphylaxis symptoms when they, when they consume that kind of stuff. And I was, I was talking to them and I was going, really? Like, how did you find that out? And they said, basically, they found out when it just happened. And they thought like, oh, maybe this wasn't good, maybe whatever. But, but over a longer period of time, uh, apparently, um, there, there are people who are, are dealing with a, a weird swath of allergies, food allergies, in the wake of, of COVID. I don't know if that's the case with you, if, if, if you've had that happen to you. If, if you have people in your life that this has happened to. But, I mean, this is, this is what is so maddening about the whole COVID experience, okay? Because we still don't have good information on what really went down. And Joe Biden bailed on it immediately. He was never going to demand answers from Xi Jinping. He was not going to do it. And I think we all understand why. I mean, I, I don't have to paint the picture for you. You're a pretty smart person. Um, you, you, you see this, and I never really thought we would see a president hose the American people like this. Like, not help. Not stand up for the country. Like, even, like even Bill Clinton, okay? Even, I would expect that Bill Clinton would defend the United States of America. If somebody had de- deposited, you know, some, some illness into the country. I mean, to me, th- this, is, this is just like... We just have to get used to living, and I hate to use the phrase, as less than, right? We're not going to have the, the standard quality of life that our, that our forebearers had. You know, not being able to do what you want, go into the city and enjoy some time uh, at, at, at a concert or an event because the places are so dangerous. It, it's, uh, it's remarkable, like when you think about how this... Uh, uh, plays out. And so I, I asked the person, I said, so what did you do? Like when you eat chicken, whether you know it's in the food or not, what do you do? And they said, well, I just, I carry a, a, a Benadryl with me. I carry a Benadryl and the Benadryl is to, uh, you know, ca- counteract all that stuff. So, so now, I mean, are we ever going to get that in? Like, are we ever going to get the information about what really happened here? Like, are we ever going to find out? Like, what happened with COVID? I mean, I, I, look, Donald Trump is running for office. They're trying to put him in jail as quickly as they can. Uh, I understand that's, that's the, the motivation there. But you look at the crazy stuff that's going on in our country. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you may not like her, but she's been swatted eight times. Eight times. What, what, what is this? What is all this? I, I, I look at this and I shake my head and I say, wait, what, what, what has happened to this, to, to the culture? The culture has eroded. I, I've been playing with the idea of, of writing a book 
about all of this stuff, but in a very specific worldview. Um, and, and it's, I think in 2024, it's going to be a project that I'm going to work on, um, it, it, with great seriousness because, uh, we have under, under this president, we have become serfs. No, we haven't gone surfing, but we've become serfs, S-E-R-F-S, right? The people that toil in the field, uh, that aren't really uh, compensated properly, that are not regarded as important, right? Hollywood is regarded as important. Big tech is regarded as important. Wall Street is regarded as important. Uh, the World Economic Forum is regarded as important. But, but the average person, and, and I'm talking about people who have means, people who have money, people who have connections, people who have opportunity, they, they just don't rate anymore. Like, you saw this thing that's going on with um, Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay is the, uh, is the president at Harvard. And Barrio came out and said, um, he, she's got to remain there because it's important to defend the DEI structure. Now, I say this all the time. When I hear DEI, I think Dale Earnhardt Incorporated back in the day. But I understand what DEI is. D- diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, I'm a free market guy, so I believe you should be able to rise uh, to success regardless of anything about you, your sexual orientation, your color, your background, any of that sort of stuff. I I am a meritocracy guy. I'm a guy who believes in you are able to do it, so you should go and do it, regardless of who it is. It's why uh, I I think most people who don't follow sports um, don't understand what meritocracy is really like. Because sports, by definition, I mean, am, am I wrong about this, Tommy? By definition, Absolutely sports is not. a meritocracy, right? I mean, hundred percent. That's why you see, you know, coaches and players and managers right? and all these guys get dumped. You know, look at Frank Reich, right? Gone in a season, gone yep. quicker than Urban Meyer, yep, because he couldn't couldn't get it done. I- Right. So meritocracy, uh, sports is the ultimate meritocracy. I, I, I would argue once upon a time, the military was the ultimate meritocracy, right? Um, you know, you had to prove yourself to be a leader. Well, now we're, we're back on the DEI trip and that's fine. Companies can do what they want, right? They're going to be answering to the shareholders and all this sort of stuff. And universities can do what they want and that's fine as well. But let's think about this for a second. If you're going to go and invest your money, if you're going to go and invest your money in a, uh, a financial instrument, all right, are you going to say, I want the maximum return I can get? Or are you going to say, you know what, I'll take a 20, uh, I'll take a, I'll take an eighth of the return that I expect because of DEI, like, are there DEI, are there DEI investment houses now, I'm not talking about ESG. ESG is a different thing entirely. That's just a scam. ESG is a complete scam. But DEI, can you manufacture DEI? How do you uh, appropriate DEI? Like, are you willing to say, okay, you know what? I'm willing to take a 50% loss because of DEI. I mean, whatever it is. That's, that's sort of the question that kind of hang, hangs out there in terms of this discussion. And so you look at Claudine Gay, a person who is now acknowledging or I shouldn't say that, is, is being accused of stealing, stealing content for her dissertation. But because DEI is important to Harvard, they give her a pass. 
Uh, Would you go to a a doctor that just kind of understood how to take out your appendix? Or if you go to the hospital, are you going to say, get me the best doctor I can have? Um, if you get on an airplane, are you going to be like, yeah, give me, give me a guy that's kind of uh, just learning the ropes here as we're flying over the, uh, the Atlantic Ocean? No, you're going to want the best pilot you can get, whoever it is, right? I mean, whoever it is. And so you, you look at all this stuff and you say, well, wait a minute, hold on. Where, where, where does the rubber meet the road? The, the rubber meets the road with the results, The single worst thing we ever did in the United States in the last 25 years is trophies for everyone. Trophies for everyone fundamentally destroyed the meritocracy in our country. I'm not talking about three and four year olds with the silly soccer league. I'm talking about everybody gets a trophy, even if you're in 40th place. That's no way to run a railroad. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterville Show, 704-570-1110. Okay, you know how they tell you that the rich don't pay their fair share and how uh, we have to raise taxes so that we get equity and all this sort of stuff. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? So, so when they're talking about the government, um, paying taxes is not the problem. It's not the problem. Anybody want to hazard a guess as to how much the feds took in this year? Uh, 2022, right? 2022. Um, Anybody want to guess? Anybody want to guess how much the feds took in to the government? $12. How much? $12. Is it more? Uh, please. That can't. Yes. That, that's a lot of money. No, 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 no. What do they always say? We can't do all the stuff that we need to do because the rich aren't paying their fair share. Just, just pay a little more. Just pay what's fair. Your fair share. All right. I am going to offer up this question. What is the fair share that we should pay? Really? I mean, like... Many of you probably went to church um, for, for, for the e- either Christmas Eve or Christmas uh, Sunday, you know, a Christmas day. And what does the church ask you? What, what, what does the church ask you to tithe? Right. So it's usually it's a 10 percent. Right. Like 10 percent. And there's a lot of people that pay way more and there's people that pay nothing. Right. Because that's you, you have to kind of make that decision on your own. So 10 percent, 10 percent is good enough for the Lord. The IRS, the IRS collected $4.9 trillion in that last collection period. $4.9 trillion. And they're telling you, you don't pay your fair share. I mean, we can't even add up what it is that the states are stealing from us. But I'm okay with the states because the states have a direct connection to we the people. The feds are just the Leviathan that that functions out there in Washington, D.C. land. $4.9 trillion. 
and and and, and we're running a deficit. Are you, are you are you kidding me? We can't cut anything. We took in four point nine trillion dollars. We can't. We we can't cut anything. If you want to convert a trillion to a billion, one billion is a million thousands. Okay, one billion is a million thousands. Trillions. One trillion is a thousand billion. It is a thousand times bigger than a billion. And we took almost five billion millions. Five thousand billions. Five thousand billions. And we can't cut the spending. Somebody help me out here. Somebody explain this to me. Why it is that uh, we've got wide open borders. We've got free stuff getting sloshed around everywhere. Joe Biden's forgiven the debt uh, of, of these students who borrowed money, knowing full well that they had to pay it back. My gosh. My gosh. That's insane. But we can't cut. We can't cut. People will starve. People will die. Uh, the, the children will, will, will all be dead and will all be dying. And we, we, we just there's there's absolutely you are a greedy person. If you want to have more of your money stay in your account, you're greedy. Joey Biden got his man. You see those houses he's got. He got that right in books. You, you, you see how Hunter's living high on the hog? You, you, you think he's a brilliant lawyer? You see these people that come to Washington, D.C. and become wealthy? You think it's because of hard work? These are people that are on the, uh, on the conveyor belt. And then they turn to you. You know, you're Elizabeth Warren's millionaire. Shelly Whitehouse from Rhode Island belonged to a, an all-white beach club uh, until he didn't. Um, traces his lineage back to the founding of Harvard, the 1600s. Patrician as all day uh, as all day is long. You cannot say suffer and succotash. Don't do that to him. Um, but these people will then tell you that you can't keep your money, that you can't save your money, that you can't provide for your family with your money. Where does that come from? How does that happen? That you're greedy. You get up, you do the right thing. You pay your taxes. You, you, you take care of your house. You take care of your family. You take care of your people. But you're the problem. Because you're always the problem. Washington thinks you're always the problem. Notice, the only people they ever celebrate, they don't celebrate regular street cops in cities in this country. They will only celebrate the Capitol Police. They, they, they will not. They will not compliment the, the cops on the beat in this country. They will compliment the Praetorian Guard known as the Capitol Police. They took in $4.9 trillion. And they tell you that you're greedy because you want to provide for your family. You know who's not paying those taxes? The five and a half million that have crossed the border since Joe Biden 
was immaculated as the president of the United States. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Winterbull Show. It's good to be with you. I just... I'm sorry. There are things that make me laugh during the commercial break that I hear and I have to respond to, but I can't respond to it on the air. On account of, there'll be drama. Uh, the Moon Sniper Lander. What a cool name. Which is a Japanese space agency vehicle. The Moon Sniper Lander, developed by Japan's space agency, successfully entered lunar orbit on Christmas Day. The milestone brings the nation a step closer to achieving its goal of landing a robotic explorer on the moon's surface for the first time. On its current path, the lander is completing one loop of the moon roughly every six and a half hours. But over the next few weeks, the vehicle will slowly tighten its orbit, diving closer to the moon's surface as it prepares for its historic touchdown attempt. If successful, Japan would become only the fifth country to accomplish such a feat, and only the third country to do it in the 21st century. Bum, bum, bum. China and India are currently the only nations to safely land a vehicle on the moon this century. We haven't even done it. America can't do it. Why is that? Yes, I know. You're sitting there in your car and you're going, because we already did. We don't have to do it again. We did it way back in the 60s, dude. All right. So we're so far uh, advanced. Uh, we don't even need to go crashing stuff into the moon. Let the Chinese, the Indians, and the Japanese all crash the stuff into the moon and then just see what happens. We don't need that. We don't need that jive. We don't need that, that, that sort of approach. I do like this, though. The Japanese Aerospace Exploration Agency. So, you know, we have NASA. They have JAXA. J-A-X-A, JAXA. On December 25th, that would be Christmas, just if you didn't know, uh, that the lunar lander was placed into an elliptical orbit, sending it on a path that passes through the moon's north and south poles at altitudes ranging from 370 miles to 2,500 miles. So they're trying to put the stuff up there. They're trying to, like, land it up there on the moon. Why do we never have anything on the backside of the moon? Why do, why do we not know what's going on on the dark side of the moon? Somebody once tried Flashlights to Flashlights don't work in space. Well, somebody was telling me one time that there's only one side of the moon. How does that work? Somebody said that to me. I'm not kidding. And it wasn't Joe Biden. They said there's nothing on the other side of the moon. There's just one side of the moon. But that's still a side it. of it, even if there's nothing there. Well, it's weird. I, I can't. I, look, your mileage may vary, my friend. I, 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 I don't understand it. Frankly, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't get that at all. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. These are crazy kind of takes that people have. And, you know, with the interwebs, everybody can be uh, just as uh, important as anybody else. Let's take a look at health here for a second. Health is important, especially for your new year. No doubt you're uh, getting ready to have the big New Year's Eve uh, party. You'll be eating all kinds of stuff. Let's see. Uh, you'll be eating like uh, egg rolls. Uh, I'm guessing uh, like uh, like uh, uh, egg rolls, uh, hush puppies. Basically, everything will be fried. I'm guessing everything's going to be fried, Tommy, on uh, on on New Year's Eve. Probably so. And so 
you know, you're going to be eating all this sort of food and it's going to be a lot of fun and you get to hang out and you get to do your stuff. But remember, and I do this every chance I get, you still have the opportunity in front of you, if you want to take it, to meet your 2023 New Year's resolution. See, a lot of people, you know, by week one, by day one, they're back to smoking, drinking, cursing, fussing, fighting, whatever it is. But as long as you have days on the calendar, like, for example, today's the 26th, you still have time to accomplish your New Year's resolution from this year. See, I, I believe that you can reset. We live in a culture that is a reset button away from joy and success. You know, you're starting to get, you know, hammered uh, on, on Madden. You're starting to get hammered uh, on, a, on a single shooter game. And what do you do? You rage quit and then you start the game all over again because you can't get it done. That is how we have to approach life every single day. Every single day on this earth when we walk around is an opportunity to do something really cool. And so you actually, if like, if you wanted to quit smoking, you could quit smoking right now and you would still make the New Year's resolution. See, this is, this is a scam that they try to make you believe that, well, once I blew it uh, on January the 3rd, uh, I'm, totally, uh, I'm totally out of the game. No, you're not. As long as you got real estate in terms of the, uh, the calendar, you, you can totally do this. One thing, by the way, Young onset dementia risks increased by vitamin D deficiency and depression, according to a study from the BBC. Young onset dementia risk increased by vitamin D deficiency and depression, study says. So vitamin D deficiency, depression and diabetes are among a number of health issues that increase the risk of young onset dementia. The condition, which about 70,000 people in the U.K. are thought to be living with, is when symptoms of dementia develop before the age of 65. A list of 15 factors, which is similar to that of late-onset dementia, includes alcohol abuse, stroke, social isolation, hearing impairment. Those with higher formal education were seen to be at less risk. So... You know, this is the sort of stuff that you got to pay close attention to. You get, you get, you get information. You're able to share that with your people, and and get them uh, on the good foot. Get them on the right foot when it comes to trying to uh, uh, do this. Uh, put put down the booze and work work on the JAXA. Work on the the thing to get a a a, a moon lander up there on the moon. I mean, there, there's so much energy that is wasted over the course of, of a number of, um, of of months and years. And if you can recapture that capacity, well, you've got great opportunities. Think about the greats. Think about the great thinkers. Think about Marconi. Think about Richard Dawson. Uh, Think about uh, Boss Hogg and Enos. I mean, think about all those guys. These guys all made the most out of their their lives, and people uh, look up to them for that. I'm not joking around. Don't do not uh, do not tell me that. No, don't tell me that uh, I'm, I'm being funny about this. I'm not being funny about this at all. Eat your vegetables. You know, to take care of your body. It's got to last you a lifetime. And, uh, you know, just kind of pace yourself. That's that's what it comes down to. I mean, 100 percent of the time you are the captain of your own ship. And that's what you have to remember, because 
if, if, if you just give up, then what have you accomplished? Nothing. You want to try to slay that dragon each and every day. Go into that cave, slay that dragon, and move on to the next big thing. By the way, if you're hearing a bunch of people coughing and choking and coughing and respiratory and all that kind of stuff, there is a bunch of stuff going around the country. So nine U.S. states have reached the CDC's highest level for respiratory illness. We might talk about that uh, straight ahead coming up in this next hour. We're taking your phone calls as well. Everything is fair game. You can call in, question, comments, concerns, advice, resolutions. We'll take them all because I'm a full-service program, and I got a full-service producer behind the wheels of steel in Tommy Freidenberg. 704-570-1110, News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is the Brett Winterbull Show. We don't have a Crossing the Stream segment here today because, well, I'm here, but everybody else is uh, out and off on vacation. Uh, once again, thanks so much to Chad Adams for holding down the fort. He's now holding down the fort for uh, Pete Callender. And uh, Bo and Beth uh, are on a well, well, well-deserved holiday vacation as well. It is a pleasure to be with you. Uh, basically, you know, I've been away for about a week and... A lot of stuff has happened in between, so I want to invite you, if you've got a comment, question, concern, even if it's uh, going back in time, uh, we're happy to have that conversation. But I, I, I want to make an observation about something here, okay? And it's a, it's a cultural uh, comment. Now, I'm not trying to start a fight, okay? Flag the, flag the audio there, Tommy, because I want to be on the record as I'm not trying to start a fight. Got it. But what and, – and I – Frankly, I can't stand the Kansas City Chiefs. Like as a team, like they're just not my people know who I root for and I hate them completely. The team that I root for, I hate completely. Um in football. I got to believe that this Taylor Swift thing that's been going on for I mean, how, since has it been since week 1? I can't I don't even know. I mean, we're It feels like it. What are we it in sure week 16? Like seven, seven, week 16, 17? Are we heading into there? 17? We got two games left in the regular season. Okay. I don't get and I, admittedly, I'm not a teenage girl. I know that surprises you. Um I don't get the whole Taylor Swift constantly on camera thing at the football game. And I think, my theory is, I think Travis Kelsey is starting to crack a little bit. Because you know who's not cracking? You know who's not cracking? His brother. His, his brother's like got it under control over there in Filthy Delphia. But, but I feel like Travis Kelsey's throwing his helmet yesterday. He's pushing people. He gets, he gets uh, hip-checked by Andy Reid, which is no small feat, by the way, Tommy. You get, you get like a hip-check or a shoulder-check from Andy Reid, he'll put you through a wall. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're uh, one of the best tight ends of all time. That heft is coming for you. Yep, that's it. He's hunting. And so I'm, I'm starting to think, is it possible? Do I dare utter the phrase? 
Is there a Swifty curse? I mean, they lost to the Raiders at home. Yeah, that's um, not a, not a good look for a team that has uh, you know Super Bowl favorites obviously coming into the season. Anytime they come in with Pat Mahomes, but they have just looked listless, and it seems yes. like you know yes. there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, behind the scenes, extracurriculars, that kind of stuff. That Correct. you know maybe distracts from the football. Now, I mean, think about it. it, it there's tons of celebrities that go to the L.A. games, that go to the New York games, that go to Chicago games. I mean, there's tons of celebrities all over the place, but you don't see them ever. It's only Taylor Swift. And I get it. He's dating her. She's dating him. Um, But it, I, I kind of feel like the shark has been jumped. I mean, we've been at this now 15 weeks. And, and, and you know, I, I think it's it's got to be, I mean... It's just you and me talking here, right? I'm, I'm going to just say this between you and me here, uh, uh, Tommy. Yeah, of course. I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious about, you know, seeing other celebrities. I'd like to see some other celebrities in the stands. Yeah, well, surely what? there are some cool people going to games all around the league, and I yeah. mean, you know, I'd, I'd, I'm just as interested in seeing them as I am her, which is, admittedly, not that much. <laughs> right now. You did posit a theory, I don't know if it was your theory or not, but you did posit a theory that this may have all been uh, uh, a, a thing that's going to tie into some kind of a commercial with the, with the big game or whatever. But um, I, I think this thing has, uh, this, this ship has sailed. Uh, and, and as much as people love celebrities and she's a fine person, she's got, you know, billions of dollars and Travis Kelsey's got millions of dollars. I just, I, I'm over it. I'm just over it. And um, to me, it's just exhausting. Every time they do a cutaway, every catch he gets, and, and, and then they do a cutaway to the stadium. It's like, come on. And you Can know, we have, you, you know how when you watch the college football championships and you have like the channels you can watch so that you can look at, uh, you, can, you can listen to the, the plays getting called, you can see the different angles. I think we just need, I think we just need uh, Taylor Vision. Have a channel just called Taylor Vision. There's the an idea. The camera is on her 24-7, but you have to actually go log into Taylor Vision. Yeah, and the, you know, maybe there's a little tiny piece of the screen that's dedicated to the actual game. So Correct. you can keep tabs on what Travis is doing, but you know. The, Correct. For the people who are watching it for Taylor, I would imagine that would be a you know a great, a great idea. And they've obviously shown that they are able to have all these different kinds of broadcasts for one different for one single game. So why why not? We've had Toy Story, we've had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we've yeah. had Nickelodeon Night. Correct. Um, why not Taylor Vision? T- TV. You call it TV on TV. Uh, oh, that's. Uh, I mean, come on. Lock I'm it a in. visionary. Lock it I'm in. A, I'm a visionary, Tommy. I mean, this is what this is. Reach but out I'm just to CBS. I'm, kinda, I'm over it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm over it. In the same way that I'm over my, my, my stupid football team that I, I won't even talk about because they're just terrible. They're, they're, just, they're just really bad. And um, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking I got to find a, a, a new angle uh, coming up in the uh, 24. I think I have to do that um, because it's just I can't, I can't take it anymore. Um, and I'm not doing sports talk. This is culture talk, really, because we're talking about Taylor and, and we're talking about uh, uh, Travis. My gosh. 
you know, this is this is just the TNT. Think, think about this, though. You are sitting here on a news political talk show. I am. I am. And you are not only referring to a pop culture couple. I am. You're referring to them both by just their first names. Correct. That's some insane reach. That's awful. And, and, and I'm embarrassed for my, I'm actually embarrassed for myself because what do I always say, Tommy? What am I? A man. You're I'm 40. A man. I'm a man. I'm over 40. That part, yeah. You, know, you, know, yeah, I mean, uh, you take some liberties with that one. but And boom goes the dynamite. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, Brett Witterbull Show, 704-570-1110. I got a message from somebody who uh, sent me a note, and they asked me about something I talked about like maybe a couple of years ago, and wanted to know if I was, if I was you know, accurate about the information. And it's the famous story of my friend who graduated from college a couple of years before me and moved to Syracuse, New York to work at a radio station. And he had somebody move into his house when he wasn't at his house. Like, over a prolonged period of time. Uh, I, I may have to revisit that uh, coming up on the, uh, on, on the fourth hour of the program. Because it, it freaked me out. When he told me the story, it, it freaked me out. And to this day, I'm still kind of scarred by it. Because the guy would wait till he went to work, and then he would go live in his house until the guy came back, and he would get out. It's a really weird story. <laughs> I, there's a term for that. I, somebody told me what the term was once upon a time. It's, it's like uh, sheafing or something. There's a term for it where it's like these people live in your attic and you don't know it. That scares the you-know-what out of me. I get nervous enough if there's like a squirrel running on my roof. If there's a guy in the attic and it ain't, and, and it ain't Steven Tyler with toys in the attic, I, I don't want to know what's going on here. Gordon Chang says China is working on bioweapons targeting human brains. What? On Friday, uh, Gordon Chang, good friend of the show, talking to Newsmax, said China is experimenting with what appears to be biological weapons targeting human brains. The Washington Times has, has more information on this, but China's military is developing advanced psychological warfare and brain-influencing weapons as part of a new warfighting strategy, according to a report on the People's Liberation Army Cognitive Warfare. The report, called Warfare in the Cognitive Age, Neurostrike, and the PLA's Advanced Psychological Weapons and Tactics, was published earlier this month by the CCP BioThreats Initiative which is a research group. So the PLA is at the forefront of incorporating advanced technologies such as artificial intelligence, brain-computer interfaces, and novel biological weapons into its military strategies, the think tank analysts concluded. So, of course, it was just an accident that COVID happened at the wet market, right? It was just an accident. Here's Donald Trump running the economy, Controlling the border, and then just like magic, suddenly, boom, ba-boom, here comes COVID. Sure, I'll believe that. If they're working on brain technology, it means they're working on even crazier stuff. The Times report included recent studies by the Chinese Communist Party on biological weapons. Is, is Fauci maybe advising them on this? 
You know, he's like Mr. Around the World and back again. These weapons include those designed to induce sleep or sleep-related disturbances in enemy troops. Those that would create a connection between the brain and the external devices and pharmaceuticals designed to impair people genetically and physiologically. This is straight evil, man. Gordon Chang explained these are biological weapons, and China is a party to the Biological Weapons Convention that would outlaw this. Oh, geez, color me shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Gambling. The whole idea of genetic drugs, genetic drugs, although it hasn't really been fleshed out, clearly is a biological weapon. And certainly the other weapons that they've been talking about in the Washington Times report of Bill Gertz is essentially biological uh, influenced, according to Gordon Chang. So what we're really talking about are things which China has no right to do, and we should be calling them out on this. Well, who's going to call them out? Joe Biden? Kamala Harris? Now, keep in mind, China has a biological weapons program, and we know that COVID-19, Gordon Chang said, um, COVID-19, and we still have yet to challenge them over this. This comes at a time when a record number of Chinese migrants crossing the southern border illegally has reached record highs. Military-age men. Border Patrol recorded 4,767 encounters with migrants from China crossing the border illegally in November alone. According to Customs and Border Patrol data, 24,000 encounters of Chinese migrants crossing the southern border illegally were recorded in fiscal year 2023. There were 1,970 encounters in 2022 and 323 in fiscal year 2021, which would have been when Trump was president. Now, one of the things that China has has been active with um, was the CRISPR, not the thing that you do in the, not the thing in your fridge where you put the lettuce, not the CRISPR that way, but the CRISPR. The CRISPR is the ability to, um, the ability to engineer and edit different parts of of your human body's um, experience. And China was caught right before COVID hit, like right before COVID became a thing. China was discovered using what they called the CRISPR to try to edit genetic changes in people, for for lack of a better word. And and, and so this is not surprising because... You have people who are messing around with stuff that we, we don't know what it's going to lead to. I mean, who knows? Could COVID have come from the wet market? Sure. That was the narrative. Could COVID have come from the development of a CRISPR uh, uh, platform that would then allow China to deploy, you know, genetic materials into people? I mean, very possible. When, when you think about the direction this country has gone in just three years. You go back three years. It's 2020. It's COVID. It's everybody's afraid, masking up, not going to school, feeling dejected, over-drinking, over-smoking weed, um, kids not going to school, learning loss, all of this sort of stuff. And nobody stood up to China. Nobody stood up to China 
and said, this is an act of war against the United States. And until such time as you can prove it is not an act of war, we are going to treat you as a hostile force. But unfortunately, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, all the elites, Tony Fauci, you name it. Those guys are all in league on this sort of stuff. And I'm telling you, we're going to come to rue the day that the dragon comes looking for you. And you understand what the imagery of the dragon coming looking for you really means. The dragon is coming. And, and, and it's one of these things that we need to get on the good foot before it's too late. And unfortunately, you've got politicians who want to get involved in minutiae and not the important stuff that we have to live with. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It's the Brett Whittable Show, 704-570-1110. All right, so... Let me. I want to flip the script on on this stuff for for a quick second about the election, the twenty twenty four election. Okay, because what are we seeing taking place? And and these things are not isolated incidents. So you have a massive surge at the American border coming up from Mexico, and you've got. I think they're bringing in thirty five thousand later this week uh, from Tapachula all the way into the the, the, the Texas uh, territory uh, of America. Um, Why are they racing so fast to get across the border? Ask yourself that. Why are they racing to get across the border into the United States? And I'm not I'm not trying to be tricky or 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 cute. I I don't think it's because they're going to come in and attack the country. I think that they see I think the cartels have have put the word out that Biden is done That's issue number one. Issue number two, a major U.S. chip plant has delayed mass production until after the 2024 election. President Biden has made revitalizing domestic chip production a critical strategic priority supported by tens of billions of dollars in the CHIPS Act subsidies. Despite this, there have been postponements in mass production plans for two different chip makers, potentially hindering Biden's aim for new plants to be operational next year. The latest mass production delay is at the Samsung's electronic company. They have a $17 billion chip plant in Taylor, Texas. Bloomberg cited the new report from Seoul Economic Daily, Seoul out of China, out of uh, uh, Korea, which quoted a speech from the president, Choi C. Young of Samsung at a recent foundry business and industry event in San Francisco. Samsung previously targeted a mass production schedule for the second half of 2024, but now that time frame has been shifted to 2025. Spokesman for the company could not confirm the mass production schedule. In July, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company revealed its mass production schedule was postponed from late 2024 to 2025. 
due to a shortage of skilled workers. I don't, I'm, not bu- I'm not buying that. I'm not, I'm not believing that. Now, when you look at the 2024 election and you look at the Senate map for 2024, I, I think it's like 25, uh, 24 seats that Chuck Schumer has to defend. 24 seats, including states that carried Trump in 2020. You know Joe Manchin is, is disappearing stage left. Jim Justice will likely pick up that seat in West Virginia. That's a plus one pickup. Mittens Romney is done. He's out. He quit. He's not going to be there anymore. You think Utah's going to elect a uh, pink Okami leftist? Ohio? Michigan? The reason I bring this up is there are green shoots. There are bright spots that we ought to pay close attention to because we're looking at a scenario where all these migrants are crashing the border as quickly as they can. Why would you be crashing the border as quickly as you can? Because you want to get into the United States. For what purpose? Because they know the door is going to get slammed. Now the semiconductors, the chips, they're delaying till 2025. And you know, if Trump gets elected or Nikki Haley gets elected or Ron DeSantis gets elected, though the last two are unlikely, you're going to have a a scenario where the Republicans are going to claim, look what we did. They didn't want to do business with, with, with Donald Trump, uh, with, uh, with Joe Biden. Now, here's the other part. The other part is when you look at the picture in this country and, and you see what's happening, it's abundantly clear that there has been a complete reconfiguration of the states in this country because people don't want to live in high crime communities and high tax communities. They're coming to South Carolina. They're coming to North Carolina. They're coming to Georgia. They're coming to Florida. They're coming to uh, Tennessee. They're coming to all of these places. People will go where they know their capital is respected. It's the law of economics from, from the earliest days. You will go where, you're, where your capital is respected. Not to be seized by weirdos like Gavin Newsom. And boy, by the way, when's the last time you saw Gavin Newsom say anything? He chimed in last week condemning the Democrats in Colorado for trying to ban Trump from the ballot. Now, why would he say that? Gavin Newsom's a smart guy. He's been around the block. Why would he say that? Why would he say, hey, that's not really good, man. You shouldn't do that. And we're not going to do that in California. We're just going to beat Donald Trump. What if I told you that he sees polls? He knows what's going on. He hears the buzz. He sees what's happening. He knows that, uh, that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are damaged goods. And I don't think he wants to go into that breach. I think he wants to sit back till 2028. But he may have to do business with Donald Trump if Trump gets elected. These are all hypotheticals. And I'm not, I'm not trying to gild the lily but if you look at the way these news cycles are moving it it appears that i mean you you had a bunch of um uh 
you had a bunch of Muslim Americans in Michigan abandon Joe Biden just in the last couple of weeks because they feel like he's too pro-Israel. They don't give him any credit for playing pussyfoot with, uh, with, the, uh, with the mullahs in Tehran, with the $6 billion he gave for the hostages. At, at some point, there's a crack that forms and the water begins to drip and then a gusher comes out of that wall. We may be at that point. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, Brett Winterbull Show. You know, uh, coming up in this next hour, I've got uh, thoughts on a number of different things and certainly inviting you to be a part of the discussion as well, of course, at 704-570-1110, because that's what we do. We, we keep you um, entertained and informed all the way around. Um. Then there's the issue of, and I alluded to this earlier, there's the issue of the electric cars. So the president decided he was going to mandate that you had to get electric cars on the roads as quickly as possible. Remember, he, he did an edict. I mean, it, it, much in the way you would see a Roman emperor do that, right? So we shall have... Uh, these electric cars uh, everywhere. Now, there's no place to charge them up. I mean, there's a very small footprint of charging stations relative to gas stations and diesel stations, right? And all of these car companies, all of these car companies, right? Ford, Dodge, Toyota, uh, Kia, uh, Chevy, Ford, you name it. Right. They all were going to be the big leaders when it comes to the electric cars. And a funny thing happened. The interest rates went up and financing a hundred thousand dollar car is pretty expensive, especially when you're financing a eighty thousand or a hundred thousand dollar car at a higher rate than you expected to pay. And your car payment has a comma in it. And that's not even uh, of having to factor for installation of a charging station and all that kind of stuff at your house. And remember, even though a car has not been sold, it is still a used car after a period of time sitting on the lot. And these car companies, I, 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 mark my words, mark my words. If Biden gets reelected, if Biden gets, make sure you flag this uh, this audio here, teach, uh, Tommy. Got it. If Biden gets reelected, there will be a bailout for the automakers because they listened to him to go produce all of these electric cars that people don't have the money for. So how does that work? How does that work? You know, you 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 look at this. And, and, and you ask a question, okay, so what's the pathway forward? How are we going to move these cars off the lot? See, this is what's crazy. You have people who want you to move into the cities and live in these cinder block apartments and all that sort of stuff, right? Where are you going to put the charging stations for your car? In the garage? You're going to have, uh, you know, think about an apartment complex. Think about an apartment building that's got uh a hundred apartments and you've got underground parking are, are you going to put a charging station at every part of that uh, of that 
uh, set up in the, uh, in the apartment complex? How are you going to charge it? How are you going to drive it? How's that going to work? Because they're still trying to tell you that you should take rail. They're telling you you should take trains and buses. You're not supposed to have a car. And these cars that they're selling are all vehicles that are predicated upon what? Coal? I mean, you're driving a coal-powered car. They didn't even try that in the 1800s. A coal-powered car. Not hydrogen. None of that that produces only water. You got to be coal-powered car. See, this is, this is the problem. This is what happens when you have an emotional administration that runs from the latest thing to the latest thing at any given point. Okay, electric cars are Dylan Mulvaney, are people running around on the White House lawn with their shirts taken off, uh, showing their goods to the kids walking around. I mean, just like go down the list of all the fundamental transformation that has happened under Joe Biden. I mean, it is, it is profound. It is profound. And still, he doesn't give heavy speeches, calling out the Iranians, calling out Hamas, calling out Hezbollah. But man, you MAGA people, you ultra MAGA people, you're the problem. You're the dangerous person. You want to have a gun. You want to have security. You want to, and he's going to yell at you about it. See, this is, this is the problem. This is the fundamental issue that we're looking at in this country. So I predict right now, and I'm going on the record, if somehow Joe Biden is, is reelected, there will be a bailout for the automakers because he has to make them good. He has to make them good. Remember, he spent all that time with that with that weirdo union boss up in Detroit uh, negotiating the deal for all these workers. And what did that deal ultimately provide? It provided fewer workers because they're doing electric cars. You don't have to put a manifold in. You don't have to put in a transmission in the way you do with a gas-powered car. So what are we doing? We're just putting a plant inside the car. Only Joe Biden could claim victory for helping the working man by downsizing the working man. Remember Remember what Robert Gates famously said? He said he's never been right on anything in 50 years. Do you know how difficult it has got to be? That is Boston Red Sox till 2004 bad from 1960. Like you think about the amount of losses they took over that period of time. How does this guy get it wrong? Wouldn't you think that you would just flip the script and pick the other thing rather than what you're inclined to pick and you still get it wrong? And and then he turns around and he says, report the report the economy properly. What what do you mean? What does that mean? The economy is the economy. People's perception is reality. People believe that the border is not secure. People believe that American cities are dangerous. People believe that there is criminality running running roughshod over everybody in this country. Why do you think people are moving out of Illinois and going into South Carolina? My gosh, I hope it's the right kind of people who are coming in and not looking for socialism. But, I mean, you look at this. This guy is never right. Like, never right. Okay, Joe, we've got two pepperoni pizzas in front of you. Mr. President, which pizza do you choose? Uh, The one on the right. Nope. Sorry, Mr. President, you got it wrong. But wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. They're the same pizza. He'll still get it wrong. He'll still get it wrong. I mean, it's embarrassing. Like, I feel bad. Like, I actually feel kind of bad. Because he is running to where the wind just blew, but the wind is not staying there. That's the problem. When you don't have a governing vision other than it's Bidenomics and we just need a little breathing room and the border is secure and it's all a bunch of hooey, when you don't have a governing mentality for what it is you want to do for this country, for this country, not to this country, you end up in a real mess. Can you imagine if you saw a football coach go out there on the sidelines and call plays and not have any plays written down? Can you imagine that? Yeah, you probably can. Depends on which team you root for. This is just crazy time. All right, that's hour number three underway. Going into hour number four, uh, taking your phone calls as well, 704-570-1110. News Talk 1110 at 99.3 WBT. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the Brett Winterville Show. Hour number four underway. 704-570-1110. It's slippery out there. Be careful if you're driving around. And, uh, you know, make room for uh, other people to be able to drive out there. I'm going to start the hour off with a phone call from Matt. Matt, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Matt. Hello? Hello, Matt. What's on your mind, sir? Oh, hey. Uh, hey, Brett. Uh, how was your uh, vacation? It was good. I'm 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 uh, I'm recharged and I'm I'm ready to rumble. You know what I'm saying? I can tell that, man. Uh, I think that Chad did a great job, man, keeping the ball rolling for the show too. Um, but anyway, uh, I just wanted to call. I was driving home from work, and you were talking about uh, um, uh, Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift yes. and that yes. whole you know guiding light type nonsense going on with them. I'm going to make a prediction right now, and I have a little bit of inside information. Not not personal inside information, but yeah. just I'm from up there. Uh, she's from Reading, Pennsylvania, West Reading. Uh-huh. People from people from up there are mostly Philadelphia Eagle fans, and I know... Who's that in the studio? You're TJ, right? Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Okay, yeah. you and Tommy are obviously, and unfortunately, not Eagles fans. But people from Reading, Pennsylvania, you get some Pittsburgh fans, you get some Baltimore fans, but most of them are Philadelphia Eagles fans. Uh-huh. Now, follow my line of thinking here. Travis Kelsey is a millionaire. Uh, Taylor Swift is a billionaire. Yes. Now, there's a lot of people more musically talented than Ta- Taylor Swift that have a whole lot less money than she does. So sure. obviously she does have some business sense, and even if she doesn't, she's smart enough to surround herself with people that do. Yes. So yes. she knows how to delegate authority, and she knows how to get things done because she's her her, her empire is just exploding by the day. Sure. Um, so, follow my line of thinking. 
Rich people, filthy, stinking, world-famous rich people do not normally have long-lasting, healthy relationships. So, when, if and when they do break up and it all falls, you know, to you know what, and they start having a public blank-throwing contest at each other, my prediction is, is that Taylor Swift, being that she does have NFL team ownership-type money, or at least partial ownership money, when they do break up and start throwing it at each other publicly, she's going to buy a stake in either the Philadelphia Eagles or the Baltimore Ravens or the Pittsburgh Steelers, and she's going to hire some people to put the right people in the right places and go after him and try to beat Kansas City out of the Super Bowl. Holy cow, you've thought this through. Holy cow, Matt. And listen, if I am right about this, you and Tommy, here's the bet. If, If I'm right, you and Tommy have to play either, I don't care if it's Seal or Steve Miller Band, but you got to play Fly Like an Eagle as one of your bumper music and say, Matt, you were right. But if I'm wrong, and I'll give it two years, if I'm wrong, I'll call your show up and say, I despise Philadelphia. All right, so who are the two teams that uh, you think they're, that um, are in this? I'm sorry, what? Who are the two teams that uh, you think she's going to become part owner of? Philly. There was three. It's either going to be, because it's hard to tell, because Reading, there's a, there's Pittsburgh fans, there's Philadelphia fans, and there's Baltimore fans. It'll be one of those three teams. She's going to buy up either ownership or part ownership and try to beat him out of a Super Bowl. Because two, even two years from now, Kansas City's still going to be in contention. Mahomes is young. They're still going to be a hot team. Yes. But she's going to go after them, and she's going to try to make sure her team beats the brakes off of Kansas City every time they play. Well, maybe that's what she's doing right now. She's, oh, she's doing it right now already. That's, yes, that's a show killer. Submariner. That's it. She's submarine in the team. Well, that's... listen, I, I, it was just a thought, and it, it, some people say I'm crazy, but I think it's a great uh, look. No, I, I don't it, know that Joseph- it, It's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. That, that is not the craziest thing I've ever heard. And, and and she's got that kind of money. I mean, she's in rarefied air. She's in uh, LeBron uh, money. She's uh, Jay Z and Beyonce money in terms of oh, entertainment. Yeah. I mean, you're you're. I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, Tom Brady. I mean, that's that's uh, that's rare air, man. She's got enough money that she can have a say so in something. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. But, hey, that's just a great thought. call, man. I, pre- I we hey. will uh, yes, we will take the bet. We will play Steve Miller band or whatever it is you need. Uh and if you're wrong, then um you know, that's that's gotta, that's that's okay. I, I got to call up and denounce my home team. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't have to do that, but that you know, there you go. All right. Thanks for Matt. taking my call, man. Great call, man. I appreciate you, buddy. Merry Merry Christmas Bye-bye. and happy new year, buddy. That's a great call. I mean, Tommy, that was a that was a great call. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that. He put a lot of thought into it, but like I said, what if you know he's on the right track, but she's just sabotaging him right now? She just says, "I'm going to go out and uh, you know just be- create a big distraction for this team, make it a whole circus, and it's going to trip him up, and they are going to falter." Okay, okay. So what's interesting about that then is is this. Now I understand this person that I'm going to name has had some problems in the past. And I don't know if he's adjudicated the problems in the past, but when Patrick's brother was running around in the box, they were winning. They were, they were, he was obnoxious and it turned out, you know, there's some allegations against (laughs) him, but, but like he, he has been sent off to Siberia. Like you don't, I mean, he's, and so now you've got Taylor Swift in the, in the box. 
Yeah, and apparently she is uh, most certainly a much bigger deal than uh, mm-hmm. what's his face. Mm-hmm. There, there you go. That's all you need to know. I can't remember his name. The other guy, Jonathan, or no, I know what it J. is. It's the other guy. I'm not going to say. Oh, it. the other guy. The other. I don't. Guy. I don't want to. I don't want to get any hits. That I don't movie? want any hits on the uh, clips. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is a really good dude. No, he's one of no. the other guys. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, just make sure if you're ever flying from Philadelphia to someplace else that the person in front of you is not fully loaded. That's the only advice I can give anybody flying out of Philly. Just make sure the person in front of you is not fully loaded. And I mean that in a, in a very specific way. News Talk, 1110-993-WBT, Brett Winterbull Show, 704-570-1110. Good to be with you. Kamala Harris has been roasted for posting a picture next to her gas stove on Christmas Day after the Biden administration considered banning them over health concerns. So this is do as I say, not as I do, do as I do, whatever I want. Uh, Kamala Harris posted a photo with her husband, Doug Emhoff, in a kitchen captured, Merry Christmas to all, may your day be filled with love, family, and good food. Totally respect that. That's a good message. Critics pointed out that they were standing in front of a gas stove, similar to a photo on Thanksgiving, when she was also seen standing by a gas cooker. Top consumer watchdog agency raised concerns about the indoor air pollution from gas stoves, but Biden has said he is personally against banning the gas stoves. Then why did you have Dick Trumka's kid put out the recommendation to get rid of gas stoves? Why did you do that if you're personally against it? That doesn't mean anything. That's weasel wordage. Just coin that phrase. Weasel wordage right there. You want us all. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Now, I'm not going to blame Kamala Harris because I think she lives... Doesn't she live in the in the uh, observatory, right? Isn't there that one place where you, you live when you're the vice president? You, you, you live in the vice president's house. Like the president's got a house at the White House, and then she's at the, uh, the Naval Observatory, I think. So maybe she didn't, maybe she didn't uh, uh, buy that stove. Maybe that stove came with the, uh, uh, the, 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 the observatory. That's entirely possible. By the way, I, Brett Witterbull, am working very hard to rehab her image because, remember, it was Joe Biden two weeks ago who tried to bring another woman into the relationship. Hillary Clinton, remember that? That Hillary Clinton was going to be the person that was going to get out there and and win the voters for Joe Biden? No, no, nay, nay. You need to stick with Kamala Harris. You picked her. You gave her the imprimatur of the next person up. You've got to stick with this. I mean, I'm sorry. I am a very loyal person. I, I don't uh, I don't step out. I behave myself. I'm a nice person. I'm a respectful person. I'm not some kind of a, a Lothario like this president is, where, where he's talking to Hillary Clinton one minute, then he picks up the phone and calls Kamala. I'm sorry. No good. No good. You got to, as LBJ famously said, you got to waltz with the one what brung you. You ever heard that phrase, Tommy? That's a real phrase. You need to not. waltz with the one what brung you. Meaning, if you're a team like LBJ was with JFK, um, 
You, you need to stay with the person you picked. He chose her. Joe Biden saw something in her. He was glowing about his selection, right? Now he's trying to ghost Kamala Harris. We, we have, it's up to us, the people, to enforce Joe Biden's decisions that they apply equitably. DEI, equitably, all that sort of stuff. So if you're going to try to submarine Kamala Harris and Dougie Emhoff, you're not going to do it with the, with the gas stove, because I think they probably live at the, uh, at the vice president's residence, and they probably have a gas stove. I, I can't imagine that they've got, you know when you live in one of those little tiny apartments when you're first starting out in life? And, and you got those coil stoves, you know what I'm talking about, like the coil, the coil electric stove? Oh, where, yes. Where heaven forbid, if you, if you ever are frying an egg and it kind of goes sideways and lands on the coil, it's the most uh, horrifying, ashy smell. You know, like ash is coming up off the coil and you can't, you can't, you can't uh, deal with that. You know what's worse than that, though? Living in an apartment in, uh, in, in, New, in New York State, upstate New York, and you find out somebody moved into your apartment while you were living in your apartment and was living in your apartment while you were out at work. That's one of the worst things that I ever heard in my life. That happened to a friend of mine. I happened to a friend of mine. I went to Emerson College in Boston. He graduated a couple of years before me. He came back, and, and he was telling us, um, uh, it, was, it wasn't Syracuse. It was Ithaca. It was Ithaca where he lived. And he said he had this weird feeling that somebody was living in his house. And I said, oh, like a ghost. And he said, no, like a person. And I said, well, what happened? And he said he had rented an apartment. And he said he, he, he had this apartment, you know, it was like 600 bucks a month. I mean, this is like the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And he was working at a radio station. And he, he, he tells me, he goes, there was something off about my apartment. There was just like something that was wrong with my apartment. And I was like, what are you talking about? He said, he said it was like stuff was disappearing in my apartment that should not be disappearing at the rate at which it was disappearing. And so he, he, he says to me, like, for example, he said, like, he bought like a loaf of bread supposed to last the week and he made like a sandwich. But then he looked at the loaf of bread and it was like half a half a loaf that was left. And he's like, I know I made one sandwich. I made a bologna sandwich. How where'd the other bread go? And so he was freaking out. Well, turns out this guy who lived in the apartment before him got thrown out by his girlfriend from the apartment that he moved in with her. And he would wait until my friend would go to work and then he would go and spend time in the apartment. Now, I don't know how he figured out when he was coming and going, but he figured it out. I guess he was clocking the, 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 the coming and going, the to and the throwing. And so one day... My friend is sick. He's laying in bed. He, he's he's in his in his bed, and he hears the creak of the front door open. Right, and he's thinking, "What the heck? Who just came into my apartment?" So he grabs a golf club or whatever he had, and he sees the guy in his apartment, and he's like ready to clobber him. 
And when he opens the door, the guy screams like he's scared, like he's getting attacked. Well, long story short, my friend had been getting cable bills. Now, people don't know what cable bills were like when they were in the 80s and the 90s, okay? But if you bought pay-per-view, whatever kind of pay-per-view you're buying, it showed up on the bill. And so he was really confused. He would he, he would be in his apartment and he put the TV on and he, it was a channel he was not watching. It, it was a channel he would never watch, but it was on that channel. And then he had he had a guy who was buying movies uh, on 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 the cable bill, and he's like, "This is a mistake. I, I don't. I can't believe this because it was they they, they would timestamp it, and they would say, you know, you 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 watch this movie at one thirty seven in the afternoon." And he's like, "I'm at work. I'm not. I'm not. This is not me." So he confronts the kid, and the kid says, "You know, I, I got thrown out by my girlfriend, and I uh, I'm really sorry." Um, and he's like, "How long have you been doing this in my house?" He says, six months, six months he's been doing this in his house. And he says, so what would you do? He's, he, now he's intrigued. He goes, well, what, what would you do in my house? Like, what, what, what would, he goes, well, I would come over about an hour after you left for work and I would spend time in the house, in the apartment. And he said, I would take a shower, I'd wash up, uh, brush my teeth and all that. And when he said, brush my teeth, my friend said, with what toothbrush? And he said, the one that's in the cup, t- Tommy. No. The one that's no. in the cup in Dude, the bathroom. At least bring your own toothbrush, surely. And so Oh goodness. So oh. he says, You have to give me the key. Like you have a key to my house. You have to give it to me, or I'm gonna call the cops. And and the kid says, Can I just stay one more day? One more day, I don't have any place else to go. Like Mayo. Like Mayo. Goodness. Like Mayo, an officer and a gentleman. He brushed his teeth with his toothbrush. Yeah, that, that, that makes it, that really takes it. That's For like, some reason, that's just easily the worst part. And that's, probably that's, the, you know, the, the contamination. But the, 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 Like this eating my food, the watching movies, I can maybe work around that. But the idea that the dude is brushing his teeth and showering down and all. I mean, couldn't at least bring his own toothbrush. That's, that's just Just put shameful. it on your, put the, put the toothpaste on your finger and just Seriously. Kind of massage it. I mean, there's, do what you got to do. You, you don't have, this man, you're, you don't know, you know that this guy doesn't know what you're doing to him, but you don't have to go out of your way to make it worse. That, seem, Cor- that just correct. seems mean. Steal the toothbrush on day one and keep it with you. Yeah, a new, a new toothbrush shows up, those. boom, it disappears. Crazy. And then crazy time. much better solution. But, it's crazy time. Yeah. This is insane. It's awful. All right, we got calls showing up on the board. News Talk 1110, 993 WBT. Ed Erickson. I mean, what a horrifying story that is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's some stranger rando using your toothbrush while you're out at work. <laughs> no, My God. <laughs> We're, we are living in the era of cooties. I know, right? Just keep it on you at all times if you got to bring your right. toothbrush around. A, a switchblade <laughs> toothbrush. Here I go. Pull that out. Yeah. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
Okay, a, a very fair question has come in on the Twitter. Or the X, whatever you call it. Amy uh, in Wonderland. I wonder if that's Wonderland like Boston. Because uh, that's, that's up by uh, Logan Airport. Um, how did the kid get the key to your friend's apartment in the first place? Uh, because the kid had lived in that apartment and didn't turn the key in. <laughs> That's a safety measure. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's why it happened. That's how it happened. Uh, let's talk to Bruce first up here. Bruce, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing well, Hey, thanks. I just, just had a question about Kamala. You know, uh, so Biden seems to be abandoning her. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just wondering if she changed hair product. If she changed hair product? I, yeah, uh, maybe, perhaps. I don't know what that was. I, that feels to me like uh, that feels to me like a uh, a difficulty. Stan, class it up here, Stan. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing today, Brett? I'm doing great, thanks. That's great. Now I have a um, question. Um, well, this is the news while ago. They were talking about the the border and about what the Democrats want. The one thing they said they wanted was to make sure that all of the people seeking uh, flight from political oppression had a fair shake at the border. But that makes an assumption then that the, since they're coming through other countries, there's a lot of other countries, that America is the only country in the world that doesn't have political oppression because they have nowhere else to go. It's <laughs> a good point. That's a great point. That is a, that's a, a tremendous point. And, and oh, no. by the way, while we're at it, why, why, do you, why can you just be released into the interior of the country? Why, why couldn't you just keep them... Uh, at an army base or a military base or, an, an, you know, a, uh, uh, an Air Force base uh, where they would be. I mean, I remember the Mariel boat lift in, the, in 1980 with Carter. They, they kept them confined to a specific area. You weren't just allowed to go run all over the country. Well, I think what they're doing is they're relocating in the red area so that they can fix it eventually where you got nowhere to run even inside the country. Yeah, that, that may, I mean, that may be the case. That, that, that may be the case. But um, given, given that, these are people, and this is what I can't get to the bottom of. How are they being fed? How are they being clothed? How are they given um, uh, uh, an apartment? How, how are these things manifesting? Because I don't understand with the number of people who have come in, which people are saying it's like five, seven million people under Biden. Do we have this much house uh, home capacity? I, I didn't know if we did. Well, well, that, they should be telling me and you thank you. I'm sure that's how they're getting fed. It's us. Okay, but there's still like all that infrastructure that you would have to have. Like, you think about, you know, you, you, if, if you brought five more people, six, seven more people into your house at Christmas, and you got to feed them, you got to clothe them, you got to buy toilet paper, you got to have uh, soap, you got to have like think about that. like where where is that. Where's all that, all those assets coming from? Is it NGOs? Is it Soros? I mean, that's the big question. Like, where, where's all this coming from? I would from? assume so. I would assume so. Now, well, I, I, do, I, do have, I do have one more question for you. Go ahead, please. Small question yes, sir. at the end. Are the Celtics uh, for real this year, or are they just teasing yes. you all over again? No, 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 no. And with Chris, with Chris Apps, uh, Porzingis, he's a beast. He's a beast. They've got, they've got the magic happening, man. I, I, I am a believer on this. I, I think well, okay. they've got they've got they've got some magic happening here. Uh, I, I want them to get that next banner. I need them to stay ahead of the the LALs, and, and so right. um, you know that that's you that's think, the deal right there. Is, 
So you think this is the year of the leprechaun this year? It's finally the year. Uh, dude, I've been waiting for it since 2008. I've been waiting 15 years, 100%. And I'll probably get sold out because I always do, but that's okay. Uh, I, I, the one team I will not abandon is the Celtics. I just, it's, it's just, uh, I, I can't abandon that team. I can abandon everybody else, but I can't abandon the Celtics. You have a good one. I'm glad to have you back. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it, Stan. It's good to be with you. So I was, so I took my wife and children, who are adults, uh, to Rome. That's where we were last week. And I have to tell you something that was a, a remarkable thing to see. Um, we, we, we went down and we took a, a high-speed train to Pompeii. It, it's Naples, but it's Pompeii is where we were going to see where, the, uh, where Mount Vesuvius had erupted um, uh, way back once upon a time. And the thing that was so incredible about going down there, you know how like Joe Biden talks about we need more trains, trains are the way to go, trains are the future, all that sort of stuff. We rode a train from Rome, from the main station in Rome, to Naples. And it's about a hundred, it's about 120 miles away, give or take. We got on that train and we hit on the high speed rail 269 kilometers an hour, 195, 195 miles an hour. And it was as smooth as can be. In fact, when you get up to that speed, you feel the pressure in your ears like you're on an airplane. And when you go careening down, heading towards Naples, and you have trains going just as fast up north uh, towards Rome, when you pass each other, it is a freaky feeling. Because it's just, it's literally... You're, you're driving, you're going super fast, and then another train is coming your direction on the other side of the track, and it sounds like this. Woof. That's all it is. It is so fast. It is so incredible in terms of their infrastructure. They're able to do that. We can't do that here in the United States. I wish we could. I wish we could. I wish we were able to build the infrastructure for super fast, high-speed rail, but when you get on that train for, for roughly 50 bucks and you're down there, in, in about an hour, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe 55 minutes. It's incredible. They have food on board. There were no derelicts. There was nobody shooting drugs or, or, or drinking and passing out on the train. They are policed. It was, it was a remarkable, remarkable part of the journey. And, and for what it's worth, uh, I did a little teeny tiny project that I will reveal with Bo and Beth when they come back from vacation, I did something pretty cool, and I'm going to share it with uh, the audience on their show and my show as well. <laughs> News Talk Live 10993 WVT Brett Waterville Show. Let's uh, check in with Lynn. Lynn, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How are you? Merry Christmas to everybody listening, and especially to you and your family, Brett, and your team. And I wanted to let you know, you were talking to Stan and you were asking, where's the housing for these people? Well, that's not a concern for Governor Newsom, uh, because about four weeks ago, I get the paper every day so I can read in depth about things affecting 
um, you know, the nation, but right. especially in California as well. And 13,000 people that were in San Diego proper in the city were just let go and told, we don't have any shelter for you. So, you know, show up when it's time, you know, for you to come before a magistrate and, you know, have a good holiday here in sunny California. And I can't believe that just happened, especially when I told you about California Insider talking about up in Northern California, where Mexican cartels have taken over with slave labor, stealing water from our water lines up there, yep, and polluting everything, including uh, us, if you buy um, any kind of uh, weed, as I call it, because uh, that's what it was back in the day when it sure. was illegal, now it's legal. But they're lacing it with all kinds of drugs up there, yep. and it's killing animals up there, it's killing the water and also killing the land. And this is on state and federal land, and nothing's being done. So I don't know if they'll make the pilgrimage, you know, up above San Francisco by about 345 miles. You hit Mendocino, and then you hit Shasta County, and both sheriffs are saying, we can't control this. We need help. Yeah, it's occupied territory. I I know, but 13,000 people, that's like a small city. Sure. And, and where are they going, and what are they doing, and how right. are they surviving? Right. And, and, and the thing to point out, given being in San Diego, I mean, it's not like it's Miami Beach, where it's warm enough where you could sleep outside and probably be okay. Exactly. It gets cold. It's the, you, you're up against the desert. You're up against Mexico. You're, you know, so I don't know where these people are going. I mean, I, who knows? That's, that's what is so shocking about this. And what I cannot fathom, and you're smarter than me, I cannot fathom how it is that Alejandro Mayorkas is going to Mexico to meet with AMLO and at the same time says the border is secure. Like, that does not make any sense to me on any possible spectrum. But it doesn't have to be. I know. Because (laughs) he's in the group, the foursome that has really replaced the scary Mary Poppins, our Merrick Garland... Kamala Harris, um, Mayorkas, and Blinken. And those are the four that really watch over what everybody says. And three out of the four were in the Department of Justice before. Right. Um, Mayorkas was a United States attorney here in California, in um, mid-California. So was, uh, you know, Kamala Harris. And uh, we've got a former... Uh, lawyer and also D.C. judge and now attorney general um, in Merrick Garland. And then Blinken, he's the secretary of state, right? Third in line That's right. to uh, That's right. the presidency. So um, you've got some very powerful people watching what we're saying, but they can say anything they want to, even if it doesn't make sense. It's not lost on me that you're pointing out that it's a gang of four. I mean, like an actual gang of four, like you had back at when Mao was running around. I mean, this is this is a um, a frightening reality that that we're living under here, my friend. It certainly is, and uh, we have to be vigilant about our beautiful country 
We do. And uh, our Bill of Rights and our constitutional law. That's right. That's and right. we have to speak up and because if we don't, um, pretty soon nobody will be allowed to speak up. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. It, it, we must continue. We must have the courage, commitment, conscience, and compassion, because mm-hmm. I believe those are the four pillars that support the foundation of this country and the true American character. And, and, and prayer uh, is, 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 is foremost um, uh, needed in, in a big way, even, even for people with whom you disagree, or even for people. We have to pray that they turn away from what it is that they're doing to this country, which is a bright light well, to the exactly, world. Exactly, exactly, because uh, prayer is powerful, not only for us, but out in the universe it for is. everyone. And of course you want the best for the country, and you want Amen. the best for any life that God created. Amen. And He created us to do good. That's right. And when you look at the word live, L-I-V-E, uh-huh. Uh-huh. when you look at it backwards, it spells uh-huh. E-V-I-L. Yep. So you does. have a choice in your life, each person does, whether you're going to live, L-I-V-E, or whether you're going to turn it backwards and do yeah. the opposite of what we were made by God to do, good for ourselves, good for each other. And then that would be E-V-I-L, the complete opposite of yep. what it is to live. Tremendous call, Lynn. I appreciate you being out there. Always happy when you call in and uh, wish you a a very blessed uh, Christmas season and a happy new year and look forward to speaking with you again, my friend. And the same to you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's uh, that's Lynn checking it. I mean, what a what a what a way to close it out. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for uh, for all the great people who have been uh, calling in, checking in, uh, uh, interacting. We got another great show tomorrow. David uh, Hewitt, appreciate your traffic reports. Anna Erickson on news. And, of course, Tommy Freidenberg, the ever-optimistic Cowboys fan. Good to have you here. All right. Enjoy the night, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up next. uh, What is it? Is it Breaking with Brett Jensen? Brett Jensen's special edition, Biggest Breaks of 2023, Part 1. There we go. Part 1. Excellent. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Brett Whittemore. News Talk 1110-993-WB.